Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera after the Cubs lose. No, I'm sorry, after the Cubs blow a 4 nothing lead and lose 5-4 to four in 11 innings. I got to tell you what, guys, all I can say is at least we're remote tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because you know how angry I was going to be if I was going to have to drive from the city after extra innings. I would not have been a happy camper. This was a sloppy baseball game. The Cubs should have won this game. Absolutely, Luke. Absolutely should have won. Uh, five guys thrown out on the base pass tonight. I mean, I That's know it. that we're not good. Like, I know the team isn't good. We we understand that. Yeah. We understand that it is the march for 63 at this point. That is the only thing that we have morale for, all right, is to avoid 100 freaking losses, all right? And you get a four-run lead. Javier Assad has, like, a great start for the type of player that he is. And then, I don't know, Eric Ullman gives up the three-run jack. Bullpen just didn't – the bullpen is what the bullpen is, like – I'm. I don't envision seeing anything better, and I don't see, envision seeing anything worse. We're going to see nights where they look really good, and we're going to get really excited about the young arms, and we're going to see nights like this where, because they're young, we're going to get pissed off when they blow it, and that's just what bullpens do. But I, I think I really like the tweet you sent earlier, Luke, where you said that when you get thrown out on the base pass as much as the Cubs have at that point, it was like three or four, like. You yep. deserve to lose when you do that. Like baseball gods, so, yeah. You you had every every chance to to tack on even more runs, and you and you hurt yourself. And they they showed that in the tenth in the tenth and the eleventh inning with the being thrown out on the base pass both innings. It's just yeah. it's frustrating. They're a young team that they they play hard and and all of that. Like I'm with you, and I'm with anyone who is like whatever. But it's just still like. I understand people who are going to be angry anyway still because people want to see them win, especially when you're up four to nothing and mm-hmm. after the fifth inning. And it's, 
just infuriating. It's, it's something, you know, but it's that's kind of been the story the whole season, right? The whole the two blends thing. Um, that, yeah. that it's just been, and I think you know, I definitely think part of it is just you know being aggressive. I know, you know, Rossi talked about it way early in the season that it's like trying to be aggressive, like stealing bases, that kind of stuff. I remember there was like a run where they were getting like a stolen base every game. Um, and it was kind of about partially about being aggressive. And I think that still is like, even that, that Fran Mill one right there in, at the end of the game, I think it was the 10th inning. Um, I, I think you could tell he was being aggressive, overly aggressive, probably, um, but being aggressive. I mean, it's just, but it is, it is what it is. Like they, they, I don't know if they're, I, I don't know if they're leading the league in, in like outs on the base pass, but they they could they have to be up there because it, it does happen a lot, and it's not like it's like a one time occurrence and you're kind of overreacting like it does. So even though again, it's partially just being being more aggressive on the base pass, which is what you want for a team that doesn't slug the ball a lot or as much as other teams, it, it that kind of comes down to when you're making when you're making five outs on the base pass in one game, like it's. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to balance like liking the aggressiveness and also just like how are you getting thrown out on the base pass so much when, it, especially when a couple of them are just like being like just, just mistakes on the base pass, like, like outs that shouldn't have happened. If you get thrown out stealing a base, like that's one thing. But I don't know. There's something. I mean, like the the Nelson one. The Nelson one's hard because any season, like next year, if the shift's gone, that's a base hit. That's a base hit. He's scoring right. Like that's hard to be like ah oh, like it. It's a it's a line drive up the middle that it was, I think it was Bo Bichette was up there maybe yeah and happened to catch I mean it's it's again it's hard to it's hard it's hard to balance that wanting to be aggressive and also like obviously wanting them to not get thrown out on the base pass like it's it's a weird like juxtaposition in that sense it's again it's it, it's happening a lot so it's not just a one time thing I like guess it's, it's been a whole season thing um, I don't know you can see it as 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 many things as the Cubs have like kind of started to do a little bit better. That yeah. that's kind of one thing that's been that's been happening all season. Yeah, I mean, earlier in the season, I wasn't sure if it was just like, "Hey, Ross has told them be aggressive." Maybe they're not a bad base running team. Maybe they're just being overly aggressive, like yeah. Cody was talking, because you know, like they need ways to score runs. I get that, but at this point, we can identify them as a bad base running team. Okay, and you know, maybe that's because some of the guys out there are not really major league baseball players. I mean, they're in the major leagues, but they're not going to be like long career major league guys. And I, I can't blame this game on the bullpen because the Cubs traded away their four best relievers. So, of course, they're going to be nights where the bullpen's going to give up some runs. But when you run into five outs on the base paths well, against a team that's fighting for their lives, trying to hold off the Orioles to get the last wild card spot in the American League, you're not going to win that game very often. And you were you got a you got a nice performance out of Assad who's now gone nine innings to start his major league you know starting career no runs like this is a guy who, who basically set you up to get wins against Wainwright and Barrios like mm-hmm. okay well I mean you couldn't ask any more from the guy that started the game and if you went into it just looking at it on paper you just said well I know. Toronto starter isn't having a great season, but he's a former all-star. And, and this is a young guy coming up trying to make it. This this whole game was about base running. And I know the game doesn't matter, but when you're sitting there watching it and you're thinking, geez, can I go to bed soon? You know, at that point, you start getting, start getting a little frustrated at the television, you know, because today is the one day 
Guys, I didn't drink any caffeine one day. Oh. I thought, well, you know, I'm going to be home. I'll get home early. You know, I'm going to already be home. I don't need it. Then the power goes out for three hours. The next thing you know, the Cubs blow a 4 nothing lead. And I'm sitting there in the 11th inning like, Peeling my eyes off the television. It's like melting right now. Cody, that was a classic. That was a classic case of sometimes you got to take one. Oh, (laughs) I'm sitting on the couch. Sometimes you got to do it. Yeah, I'm (laughs) sitting on the couch. My girlfriend gets home from work and like, you know, it's the top or it's it's just the beginning of the of the bottom of the 11th. And I'm and I'm like. I think the Cubs are going to lose this game because the baseball gods <laughs> never forget. But also, like, if they if they don't lose this game by now, Luke is going to be very, very mad. Yeah. And so for that yeah. sake, I guess I, w- I am willing to sacrifice another Cubs l- win yeah. for, for Luke's sake. <laughs> I but, mean, Danny yeah. Jansen, come on, like yeah. four yeah. RBI. Yeah, we're like right guys on the, on the team. Like right yeah. on like the the bridge of like we we had to start right now because if we started like ten minutes later Luke would have been yeah Luke would like it's in, like he in, jumped in the stream yeah. and then was like let's do this oh, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ryan Ryan's telling us about the softball game I'm thinking oh let's get on I know the softball team won but you missed seven innings of this nonsense before before they started blowing it so well, tell what me, what happened well, we won our first playoff game. Because everybody makes Luke, Luke, you were not supposed to say that Ryan missed the seven innings of the game. That was yeah. supposed to be. Why well, he caught up? There's the internet. Yeah. There was plenty of time for me to fast forward through the game. I, I got it. How I many innings it. I've missed for ice cream during the season? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, you know, you remember that 19 to five loss to the Padres? How much of that game do you think we really watched? <laughs> There's a lot of ping pong. We won 18 to eight. We won 18 to eight. We were down two nothing after the first inning, and then. Started going around and around and around yeah. and around the bases. I mean, it was – I'm not sure who the other team was that we were playing. I'm, I, I don't know who that is. Uh, but we – it was a good test for us, I think. It was, it was like we had to get that first round win out the way. Now we got we got Cody's bitter rivals coming up in a couple of weeks, I think. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, so Men but yeah. shall not be named except on Twitter spaces. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so we're looking, we're looking good. We, you know, we got a, a week tomorrow, next week, bye week, because Labor Day, everyone's got the bye week. Uh, so we got a couple <laughs> weeks to recover. <laughs> my my, my feet are hurting a little bit, but we got a couple weeks to recover. Well, who do we play next? I actually don't know. It might be Odyssey. I'm not sure. That'd be a big showdown. Cody might have to dust off the cleats I'm for that. That's yeah, why I was saying, like Cody's Cody's bitter rivals. Yeah. Might have to make a comeback. Might have to be the revenge game. Oh. <laughs> so never what, forget, never forget. No one in the chat understands or knows why. I can't talk about it, but just know you, it. What do you guys yeah. think of Assad? Is is he someone that's uh, you know? I mean, there's so many young pitchers or like right on the fringe pitchers that the Cubs have now. You could take a handful of them, and I could say, yep, they could be on the roster next year. And you could take the same handful, and I'd be like, probably not. <laughs> it's just all right. I don't I don't know he he's done well he's done well in two yeah. games give him credit yeah. I will I'll say, say there's this I was gonna say the stat Cody I think you retweeted it from the Cubs account too yeah the stats by stats Javier Asada of the Cubs is the first MLB pitcher in the modern era to have a scoreless start against a team ten plus games over five hundred in each of his first two career appearances that's one of those stats by stats that we all love to see that just come out of nowhere when no, we like, talk no about. One, 
yeah, yeah. when we talk about Cubs legend Javier Assad in like five years, we'll remember this stat. Probably yeah. not, but um, but as far as Assad <laughs> goes, I mean, he's had two good starts. I mean, but it's hard to put too much stock in that because I remember Matt Schwarmer had two. He was leading the the team in quality starts after his first two starts, like back mm. in June. Like it was. <laughs> And it's not even a knock against Schwarmer. It's just that like two starts don't like two starts don't lock in anything. I don't think. I mean, Assad he's had he's had some success. Uh, I think it was definitely a, a good decision to bring him up and see what you got in him. Um, I, you want him to, if he gets a couple more turns in the rotation. Obviously, you want him to keep building off it. Um, but it's just like I can't. I, you can't say Javier Assad is going to be on the on the roster next year in any form just based on his first two starts because young pitchers, I mean, it, we talk about like bullpens being, being kind of volatile and up and down and kind of thing. Like even young pitchers, like again, have a couple good starts. The Javier, I mean, you don't want to see him get lit up next start, but it could happen. I mean, as teams start to get more data on, on young guys and it's, it's not even just pitchers. It's anyone. Like we've seen it with like, like morale and, and all those kind of players to the kind of peaks and valleys of a rookie season and all that stuff. Um, but pitchers, especially, you know, once once they start kind of figuring out how young pitchers, young arms are throwing, then they get a little you know, better scouting reports, better know how to attack them or, or wait for whatever they're giving them. Um, and that's going to be a point where if Assad kind of, again, gets a few more turns in the rotation, he's once teams make adjustments to him, he's got to be able to adjust back. That's one of the things that you got to see from a young arm. And, again, at this point, it's just like you like what you've seen out of him. But you need that to keep going because because he's a guy he's a guy that they're trying to again trying to see is he going to be a forty man guy not maybe not even on the active roster next year but is he going to be a guy they protect um, in the Rule Five draft like that's that he's got, he's kind of got to earn it right he's got to prove it he's done twenty five he's twenty five yeah. give him credit like you said give him credit for yeah for definitely. doing well against two probably playoff teams yeah yeah a hundred percent look you definitely do I would say that I am on. And I think this is a fair, a fair assessment. I am at the point where I think that he is a very solid depth piece. You get yeah. an injury next year, he's a guy who come up make a spot start. Maybe if he shows out insanely in, in spring training or something, maybe maybe he makes the active roster and is like a you know one of your long relief, multi inning reliever type guys. Um, because of you know the Cubs have so many of them. Who knows what injuries happen? Like maybe he just finds himself on the roster. That's that's where I realistically think he is and will always be, at least for the Cubs, because they just have so many pitchers with more higher upside than him. Uh, but it is his story is interesting. And, it, you know, you, you root for guys like that. And the one thing I will say that is positive is like, you know, how many times we watch all these good teams. Remember during the golden era when the Cubs would play whatever team and they would go up against some random dude that they you never heard of, and then they would just not do shit. Well, that was basically what the Blue Jays did tonight. And all I'm saying is is the reason that happens, one, they didn't know anything about him because scouting report isn't that great yet. But also, like, when you have when you have depth like the Cubs have at pitching, like it's it having a guy like Javier Assad is just a very nice like yeah. tool, I guess, or a set uh, you know, a just a nice little pick me up for if they do sustain an injury next year or, or whatever. Like, I, he's not someone I want making thirty starts a year, that's for sure. But he's definitely a guy that I hope that 
doesn't I mean unless it's only two stars but at this point he looks like someone that I don't want to be to see gone through the rule five draft I mean he he went on the road in Toronto today and pitched very well he only had one strikeout but he you know he got into some trouble in terms of letting guys on base but he managed to get out of those innings I think there's something to say for that in my opinion so I, I don't know. To me, he's again very nice death piece. Can be someone who you know give you a spot start. Maybe is better than what you would expect because just there isn't a lot of tape on him. And the fact that the Cubs have a lot of those types of guys, like it could help down the road if an injury happens. So I, well, you know, yeah, he, he if he could do exactly what he's doing right now, like that's good. <laughs> that's like he's coming up in a position where they need starters. He's going in. He gave him was it five innings today? Like it's that's what you need out of a guy like that. And so he's on the forty man. So technically, he is protected right now um, from the Rule Five draft. Like he's on a forty man roster. Even if he goes back down to AAA with an option, like that's you know that that he would be protected at this point. Yeah. But like you're saying, Cody, like and then what? That's what you need. You need yeah. to have. You, you've seen it with the Dodgers. The Dodgers calling these guys up as. Tony Gonsolin goes down. Uh, Walker Bueller goes down. Like they're just calling some guys up from AAA, and they're what I mean. They're what are they, like fifty games up <laughs> above five hundred. Like they're insane. Um, but that's what the Cubs need too. It's like the Cubs need guys who can be even if they're sitting in AAA and just kind of wear it down there for a while. Um, that you know that, that when situations like this arise and they need guys to come up and and start and give innings and you know pitch in big spots like that's. That's the depth that an organ any any organization that plans on winning needs to have. And if Javier Assad is your guy, like he's he's been he's done well his first two starts. Again, I'm gonna give him the credit because he's done well. He's done what you've needed what the, what the Cubs have needed him to do. You want to again, you want to see him continue that, but even if like he goes back down to triple A, like that's a good depth piece to have. Uh, at least like what he's shown. Like if he's if he if he kind of keeps on this this track. And he becomes a good depth piece for in AAA next year. Like that's that's what you need. What are you laughing at? I was just laughing at the chat. We're all in shambles tonight. It's actually <laughs> just making me. It's making me feel better. We're gonna we're gonna get yeah. to the Otani chat in in a little bit. But I, Everyone, I can see that the can, chat is already. They they can't wait. They're already starting. Like who's who's untradeable? Who's can, untouchable? Can we talk about the bullpen though? Like I, everyone's been complaining about the bullpen. I mean, yeah, we go really, ahead. We haven't really talked about it. Like I, a lot of people were on social media at least were clearly upset about the fact that David Ross left Eric Goldman in the game after in that second inning. And like, all I, if 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 they're you know in hindsight, yeah, but I went and looked at his numbers on Fangraphs and like the guy's been going like the Cubs have consistently been using him as a multi-inning reliever and he's only given up four runs total in 16 innings pitch since getting the call up back in like mid to late july i know it's a small sample but like if you've been doing it already and he's shown success doing it then letting him like giving him that opportunity to try to get out of it i don't blame him especially after he had a one two three inning the inning before i again in hindsight it looks bad but to me it wasn't like it, it wasn't something that pissed me off the most. I Again, the thing that pissed me off the most tonight was the outs on the base pass because the Cubs should have scored more than four runs tonight. But, yeah, in hindsight, it's like, oh, yeah, perhaps you should have 
you should have t- taken Ullman out earlier. But I also like the fact that the Cubs are just trying to find multi-inning relievers yes. because we are in a era we are in an era of baseball now where so many teams have these types of guys and you need these types of guys. That way you don't overuse your bullpen because starters, majority of starters aren't going seven innings like they used to. You're you're extremely happy if your starter goes six innings these days. And yeah. it's not even something that every starter is doing. I mean, there are very, very few where your starter is going consistently, you know, six plus every start. So like, when you aren't getting as much out of your starter in this era, you need more multi-inning guys. So at a point in the at this point in the season, when the Cubs are out of it and like wins and losses don't matter, then yeah, I don't mind that David Ross left a young bullpen arm that has already showed some success at the major league level trying to pitch out of a jam that he got himself into because a it's good experience and two if he gets out of it, it only raises his confidence right yeah the whole it's all about exploring guys it's all yeah. about exploring <laughs> the base running thing is not about exploring that's just bad baseball the other stuff is trying to figure out what the roster is going to look like moving forward so if if there's mistakes that way i don't care yeah i yeah, thought well, manny it- rodriguez was really good too he gave up the two hits that allowed them to tie the game in the eighth inning, but I I thought he was really good overall in general. Um, Brandon Hughes continues to you know be down. really good. Like mm-hmm. he's definitely in the middle of the circle of David Ross's trust. Oh, and he, like, I think he is the most trusted guy yeah, in that bullpen right now for, for David sure. Ross. Like to put him up in a situation where he was going to face Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And and he battled. Was it like a ten pitch at bat, eleven pitches, something like that. Like he battled him. You know, one of the best hitters in the league. Like I, I don't, we wouldn't have been surprised if if Vladdy hit a freaking walk off home run right there. Honestly, I wouldn't have been yeah. surprised. But he no. was battled him. Uh, but, but like, and then I want to go back to the whole multi inning thing. I see so many people like talking like you don't have to make everyone a multi inning reliever. Sure, but you don't really have one on this team right now, and you need one. If you if you expect Keegan Thompson to be a starter next year, if you expect Justin Steele to be a starter next year, if you expect Albert Ellsway to start again at some point, you don't really have a multi-inning reliever. I mean, you got Mark Leiter Jr. who has the ability to pitch multiple innings, but is he do you, do you trust that he's going to have success over over have success over multiple innings? I don't know. Brandon Hughes is looking like a you know he's had he has had a lot of success in that bullpen. But it looked like he may just be like a one inning let high leverage guy moving forward. Like they need those, obviously. Brandon Brandon Hughes has that those qualities. So if you're if you're if you're putting guys out there a second inning because you want to see if they have it in them to to be a multi inning reliever, like that's that's again, Luke. Yeah, you know, Luke said it. Like this is the season to do it. Like you need to find someone that's going to be a multi inning weapon, and that this is you know Eric Olman. This was the day to do it. If he would have had, if he would have had two perfect innings, like no one would have batted an eye. But because yep. he, you know, and then I get it. Like you don't, if a guy is not going to be a multi-inning guy, don't do it. But they're exploring that. They're they're looking for those guys that they could trust next year. And if you get, if these guys get some bumps and bruises, I don't think that's a bad thing because that's kind of how you learn how to pitch at the big league level. If that's going to be a spot that David Ross wants someone like Eric Olman or anyone else. And, uh, what about Nick? Uh, if that's like, if that, those are guys that, that David Ross wants in those in those spots next year. They kind of got to learn how to do that first and be trust you know that he could trust them to do that. So I don't I don't have a problem with 
testing some of these guys out and and trying to get them to go two innings, especially mm-hmm. when you're if, when you're down a couple more arms. Like I, I, I if I this if this team was good and we were competing for a playoff it's spot, different. I would absolutely yeah. be in this in this show right now with the chat, like just slandering the shit out of David Ross for letting Olvin go as long as he did. Absolutely. But it's just like a different scenario. And like, I get that some fans are still like caring about wins and losses. Like shit. Like I just, I started the show with like my own little mini rant, just upset about losing that game. Cause the Cubs should have won that game. But like, when you think about the grand scheme of like where they are in this season, like, I like that David Ross gave Ullman that opportunity to try and get out of it. Didn't work out. Absolutely did not work out. But hopefully Ullman, I'm, I'll say this, I'm looking forward to the next appearance that he has. Like, And hopefully it's in another high leverage spot, and we'll see how he does. Again, he had a clean inning the inning before, and he's thrown multi – he's had multi-inning performances before as well. So I, I'm still very high on him as well as, you know, guys like Brandon Hughes. I think Manny Rodriguez in his few appearances since coming back from injury has has been exciting as well. So uh, we're going we're gonna to see. And, and, and the thing is about it that makes it tough is, like, they're young. So you just – you don't you – don't, you're never going to really feel, like, safe with any of them going out there uh, because they just don't have a lot of experience. But they're getting it right now. And so I think I tweeted earlier, like the bullpen is still the last thing I'm worried about going into 2023. So um, Cody, what about uh, you should be worried about your your wagers? I thought they were pretty good tonight. Didn't you have a parlay that was Oh yes, yes, yes. Luke, I love that you brought that up. Also, Illinois minus 14 this weekend on on uh on Saturday. Never a doubt. Uh that's why I'm wearing my line shirt. Uh, but also I went four and one gambling on college football in general. Uh, I did all those bets on points bet guys. Points bet sportsbook is counting down the days until the football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off from now until September 8th points bet power hour will unlock a new daily offer from 12 to 1 PM central standard time. Sign up for points bet now using code CHGO to also get risk-free bets up to $2,000. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not it. If you make a $51 or more first-time deposit, receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You can get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Download the points bet app today and use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited-time offer. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And, yes, Luke, I did win my hit parlay tonight, which included Framo Reyes. Uh, thank God him being thrown out on the base pass had nothing to do with that bet. <laughs> uh, Got to tell you guys about Owen, which stands for only what you need. Owen is a 100% plant-based Protein shake that gives you nutrition, working as hard as you do. Their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten, no dairy, easily digestible. Heard about it because Justin Fields, the Bears quarterback, getting ready for a big season while he follows a plant-based diet. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer, 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com with the code CHGO20. Join me, QB1, Justin Fields, and try Owen only what you need. It's how I'm awake at this hour, frankly. You know, I got to 
my AG1 and my Owen, my back pocket. That's what keeps me going. Um, so let's get to the let's get to okay, who you got. Let's get that out of the way. Okay, let's do that. Just because it's very close tonight. I mean, even Joey is in it. He's on the graphic. <laughs> Joey and was Joey takes Higgins every Hayward. night now. He was saying if Hayward could pitch. I, I had to I had to put myself on the graphic tonight. Higgins, two RBIs, guys. Uh, <laughs> just I, at least I'm in the conversation again. <laughs> That's fair. That I, I got to tell you, I would I would say. To me, it's to me, it's a draw. Like everybody had a little bit of something. Like Ryan's guy had three hits. Two of them Man. were sketchy, and he got oh thrown out God. in a bad base running play. And then he my made two good RBI, plays, but just an oh, RBI on, and a single. Hold on. hold on, Nick had two defensive saves in the. He did save the game. And part of the game and that then, you didn't see on. Nico was making hold all on. kinds of plays. Hold on, he had he had he that two plays in the tent. That pick that turned into a double play was. He caught it in the ball in his glove and held on. Like that's that takes strength. Higgins, Higgins has an argument. He, he caught the line drive and then underappreciated knocking down that ball from Morell in the eleventh, held the guy at second, which it went. It ended up taking a single to walk off right there. When if the guy had gotten a third, all they had to do was put the ball in play, and probably Man. score a run right there. I'm just saying, good good late inning defense right there from Nick. Listen, my guy, I got my AG one and my own, but I don't have my caffeine today, so I don't have the I don't have the energy to argue about it. Like my guy got three hits or two hits and a walk, but the two bad base running plays. So yeah. I don't really know. I'm willing to give us all a point. Nope. nope. I kind of think it's a wash. Nope. I'm not point. taking that. I'm not. No. No. I won. The, I won this today. No. I want Higgins. I would give it. I would give it to Joey before I give it to you, Ryan. Sorry, there's absolutely his two RBIs is the reason the Cubs were even close to winning this game. I think. I think that just backfired epically on you. We were all in agreement. Everybody gets a point. And now look at it. Now look at it. Three to one. Higgins wins. I want Joey points. Wolf. Wolf Designs just said who you got. Wolf designs. Wolf designs. I would love to know who Wolf Designs' name is first before we before we listen to him. <laughs> no offense, Wolf Designs. Love you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Everybody <laughs> had a little bit of salt. I honestly, if I would have said somebody other than my guy, I probably would have said Higgins. And I knew Ryan was going to make an argument, but he didn't see the first. He didn't see two of the hits, which were kind of trashy. Yeah. Two of Madrigal's hits okay. were infield, and one of them My should guy have had been an RBI. An I can't believe nice baseball plays. didn't switch it. He had yeah. that. He he had he beat out a base hit to third. Like that's what he's supposed to do. I that's would, his game. Rounders and beating him up. His, his biggest steps. strength would be the pick at second to get the double play. It was a nice pick. Yeah. All right. Wolf Design's name is Robbie. <laughs> Robbie okay. says that I won. Robbie Wolf. <laughs> I see. The thing is, like, if Luke had had his caffeine, he had been like Nico Horner played all eleven innings today at the hardest position. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would have. I mean, yeah, he would have. <laughs> he did. A, he did have a ribby and a hit. So I don't. My know. guy also scored a run. I mean, yeah, one of the four runs. That's right. Oh man! I've, all right, everybody gets a point. I'm uh, trying to make. A, I'm trying to make a comeback here, and we're just splitting points like that. It's just, this is. Still a lot of a lot of lot of lot of game left for Ryan. A lot of game not, left. Not as much as it was when we started saying that like three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. Or, okay. You know, let, Let's do what the let, chat really wants to yeah. talk about, huh? How about well, we let the, the chat, chat decide wants, who you got? Yeah, the chat 
I this is what I've taken from the chat. They want us to talk about Otani, and they also I also feel bad for Jack Carr. He's been taking a lot of slander and he's been talking about Nico. And we haven't talked a lot about Nico, but he did go one for five tonight. But he had a bunch of nice defense. Did have an RBI. Uh <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's pretty much I've taken in, except for everyone wanting to fire David Ross. But that's every night say, though. And the Otani stuff, like take it with a grain of salt. Like John Morosi is about as, as trusted as you can get for reports, but this wasn't really a report by John Morosi. He was on was the radio on the score, yeah. and he, you know, he was like, "It wouldn't surprise me if you know Otani was traded to the Cubs this offseason. Now that's better than nothing, but it's not like he's reporting like, "Yep, I'm hearing a lot of rumors like Otani <laughs> Cubs are hot on this." Like that is not what was said. Like. It's like uh, it's like that other rumor from our from your good friend or Ryan's good friend these days, uh, Gordo, saying that the Cardinals are going to sign Contreras. Yeah, like because apparently there's all kinds of rumors about that. Well, no, out of nowhere, the, out of nowhere, of yeah. course. The difference yeah. there is that Gordon is stirring the pot because Gordon absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I had people DMing me. I'm not today saying, asking. Me I'm not about... saying there's not validity to what he's saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. If Gordon can stir the pot anywhere, he will stir the pot. That's like his. Yeah, that is one of his, his good traits. He's a, he's he likes yeah. to stir the pot. Before we get into those years. two things, before we get into Otani and Contreras, because I believe we are going to, can we just address Nico and this yeah. whole? And this can kind of tie into the Otani thing because I think if you're going to trade for Otani, a package starts with him and Justin Steele, and they're yeah. right now in the in the chat. They're asking, is Nico untouchable? No, I'm going to go no. There's, I don't there's think no not for Otani, he's not. And no there's no way they do the trade without him. Yeah, mm-hmm. not for no Otani. But I think they can make the trade for Otani without Nico personally. No, they can't. I think they, I think they could. I, I would we'll get to it. I think, I think they could, but we'll get to it. But either way, but, I'm the, I'm but the I will say that, yeah, they, yeah. If, if Nico was part of the trade, they could. Yeah, I would I would allow it. I just don't think they'll need to. Keep in mind Otani's a pitcher too. Like right. He he gives you more than just being a great hitter. You're paying and he gives you way more power. He gives you way more power than Nico does. You you really you are getting two players in one and two very good players players for one. Yes. If if you trade Nico for Otani, then you don't have to deplete your farm system potentially. That's that that's one of like when I when fans look at it, when we look at it, we're like, okay, well, you don't want to trade Nico. You don't want. I saw somebody say, I think it was Jack say, Steel, PCA, and Nico are all untouchable. They'll never get it. if if they're not going to trade any of those three guys. No shot. No shot. It could even come close to happening. Do you but, think the do you, do we think Brennan Davis's value is so low just because he was hurt this year? I don't. I mean, at that, he's still the number two down. prospect in the system in a top fifty, right? Top fifty, uh, yeah. MLB no, prospect. Well, it's I gone down. It's, I don't think it, it's been like nosedive, but it has gone down. I just, but, you know, you, if yeah. if the Angels want to get someone who can play sooner, it would be Brennan Davis before PCA. Right. But I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I know, I know. But just back to the what I would like to topic is is like nico's not untouchable i don't think anyone on this roster is i don't really think there's many players in baseball that are that are untouchable at the right price really like i i don't it's it's hard to say anyone's untouchable because if you come with a a contract offer or a uh, trade offer that you can't refuse you're i mean the 
Juan Soto should have been untouchable. Yes. Juan Soto Mike Trout should be too, and he's traded. apparently not untouchable. Shohei Otani should be untouchable. Yeah. And he's in rumors. He's been in rumors since the trade deadline. He's going to be in rumors this whole that's next just, year. That's, I just, the state I, of, that's the state of the league right now, look, man. Like, that's just what it is. Yeah. Like, all these small market teams, like, if things don't work out quickly, then they're, they're, they're yeah. moving guys. And Which the Angels aren't really a small market team, but that's besides but they, the point. Yeah, it's, that's just beside the that they're a They're a different type of problem. And they've had the same problem for like a decade where having Mike Trout and you can't win with him is just beyond me. Like, I don't understand it. But and now you have you have Otani and Anthony Rendon. You still can't win. Like the amount of like free agent signings they've made that have just completely flopped is just mind blowingly bad. It makes me feel good about all of the bad moves that the Cubs have made. I I and I'm still seeing in the chat, you know, Nico is an awesome like player. Obviously, we've seen it this year. He's a great. I mean, he he really has stepped into a big leadership role in that clubhouse. Like as young, I think he's younger than me by a few mm-hmm. months. Uh, Twenty five. Yeah, and players will still look up to him because he carries himself like a leader. He works like a leader. He has done everything right, and you see it on the field. Like, and he said he wants to be on you know on on the next great Cubs. Like he wants to be there, and he wants to help lead the charge. Will he will he win an MVP in the future? Like I don't know if that's his ceiling, mm-hmm. but he's definitely going to. I think he'll definitely be an all-star uh, maybe even a couple times, maybe even a few times. Um, and he has that ability and like and the, the leadership, you know, the clubhouse, everyone in there loves him. Coaching staff loves him. Front office loves him. You know, Jed Hoyer the other day actually uh, was kind of asked about, lo- you know, locking up some of the, some of the players now um, that kind of being aggressive in that way, kind of you know, the opposite of what they did with, with the last core, um, and he was kind of kind of talking about, um, you know, looking at extending some guys beyond, you know, beyond their arbitration years. Um, and then he got asked about Nico specifically. And he said, you know, that's no question. So it's not a guarantee yeah. that he's going to be extended. But that, that's a guy they look at as a piece of the a, a very good, big piece of this future great Cubs team that's supposed to be on the way. But again, like it's it is a cutthroat business. This is baseball. It's not it's you know just because you have the guys that want to be in Chicago that doesn't mean you're going to win the world series with all of them. and to say that Nico's untouchable i think i think it, it you have to get the right deal to want to unload a guy like Nico because he is such an important part of this team but i i think it's kind of doing the team a disservice if you if if Jed Hoyer hung up the phone on anyone that asked about Nico Horner I think especially that's, when you have the shortstop depth that they have on the floor. I, I, I think that, yeah, I, I just think it's agreed. I think, I mean, I'm on and the side not, of extending that, Nico. I'm on the side of extending Nico. I think same. if you buy it, pretty much buy out his arbitration years, extend a couple more years into when he would be a free agent, that I, that's a good route. And I think Nico has played to that level this year. And that's, I think that's definitely something they're going to explore. But again, it just comes back to this like, if the, if the right offer came along, for a guy and Nico was in it, and that's a, a, a something that the Cubs should want to pull the trigger on. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can say like Nico isn't can't be a part of that package. Like, right? A, a package centered on Nico is is, yeah, I don't know. I it, we'd have to see kind of deals that would be made in that sense, like even rumored packages kind of thing. But I, 
again, I, I think put yourself to- put yourself in the Angels' shoes. Would you do a deal for Otani that didn't include the best young player that you know doesn't have like five years of major league experience that are all good? Like, there's still some risk with Nico Horner. I'm not saying there isn't. I love the guy, but if you're the Angels, yeah. I mean, you're going to ask for the moon for for Shohei Otani. He's a guy that Angels should want. He's a guy that Angels should ask for in a trade for Otani. He should be the first guy they should ask for. Because, yeah, he has been the breakout guy on this team. He has been what looks like the best, you know, possibly the future contributor. Even if he's not the best player on the team, he's going to be your leader. He's going to be a guy that works He's not a prospect. Yes, he he had 25. He's He's already, what, this is his fourth season in the big leagues? Something like that. Like he's, he's a guy who's he's here. He's here for the long. He should be here for the long haul, and and he's going to be a good, very good piece of that winning team. So that's the guy. That, that's the first guy that, like you said, Luke, that the Angels should be asking about in a trade for Otani. If the Cubs come calling for Otani, the Angels should be like, oh, start with Nico. Start with Nico in a trade like that because he he is that good. He is that guy. Um, he's proven it. You know, I think we all came into this season wanting wanting to see it. And he's shown it to levels and levels above what maybe would be expected. And I think, yeah, I, that's again, but all comes back to he's not untouchable. No, like, that's it. Like, to, that's be, it. to be clear, we're not saying we want the Cubs no, to trade Nico Horner. We're just saying you can't stop a deal right at the very beginning by saying Nico's untouchable and so is Steele and so is PCA. And so, like, they're not going to take Morell and Owens and you know two other prospects. They're, that's not what they're. Other teams are going to greatly outbid you if that's what you're trying to do for Shohei Otani. All right. Well, for the sake of the fact that we don't even know the market, we genuinely don't. We do no. not know the market. No. And first off, and second off, I guess technically in this sentence that I'm spewing out, he doesn't have the same amount of years as Juan Soto did. Like he's going to be a free agent after next year. Like, I'm not saying that devalues him. You still have to give up at least two really good players, probably. But how 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 long are the Angels willing to wait this out? How like how long? And knowing the Angels and how bad of an organization they are, I'm just saying that they they might pull the like a like a. Uh, 2020 2021 Cubs like situation where they just say we just want we want quantity over the quality and that's 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 how I feel about it I sure might have again one or two good ones but I I I genuinely don't think you're gonna have to give up a slew of guys for a guy who's has one year left that well, said I would trade anyone for him. I would, but wouldn't make, but I wouldn't the, make I, a deal without a long-term deal with him. Right. Well, and that's the thing is like you have to – if you can get that, then yeah, the Angels will be able to make that deal. But again, I it, I think it all comes back to wherever wherever Otani wants to go. Otani likes Chicago whenever he was searching for – like it going through the process of coming over, right? But – I guess, I guess to me, it's like, yeah, maybe you have to, you'd have like maybe Nico could be that guy or would have to be that guy. But like, how, how, based off what we saw from the Juan Soto trade, where really the only guy that had played at the major league level that the Nationals got was Mackenzie Gore, 
right? Am I miss? Am I? Is there another name in there that I that I missed? They were a and, bunch of first round picks. Yeah, for sure. Abrams isn't Abrams up already? Like yes, yes. Abrams. Picks, yeah. So two. So a guy. Both guys who are who are rookies. All right. So very young guys who haven't proved anything at the major league level yet. Who's to say that the that the Cubs wouldn't just have to move one of PCA or Brennan Davis or Kevin Alcantara and then I don't know Justin Steele. Like I I don't know like that that's just no. how I look at it. I do not think you're gonna have to give up a ton for one year of Otani. I think you are because again it goes back to him being two play two very. Then the high Angels level, aren't gonna player. be able to move him. Then the Angels won't be able to move him. And they'll oh, be. Able I to think I think the Yankees or I somebody. Think- Will Someone will greatly pay for him. The Dodgers may come calling call him from from Los <laughs> yeah. Angeles and go for him. Someone, some if someone wants him, the Angels will get what they want to get. I well, I, yeah, again, whoever again, is willing to give up like their best player on their team or or their best young player up on their yes. team, yeah, totally. I and teams yeah, are going, to but go. are the Angels smart enough to wait around on that though? That's the thing. Will they actually wait it out and try and do that? I don't think so. I think they just want to get rid of him as fast as they can because their owner wants to sell the team. Well, I, I mean, they have a whole another year of club control on him. So you think they're actually going to wait around to the trade deadline where the value will be even lower? Why, why wouldn't they? Every team's going after every. What? If he's available, every team will go after him. Look at the White Dude, Sox who aren't oh going to make the God. playoffs. The White Sox will be like, Kopech, uh, yes. Uh, Cody, you 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 are talking about them just trying to unload him for whatever they can get. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I agree. Right, they're they're gonna, for whatever they can get, but they're going to take they're going to take the first. They will take the the first good offer that they think is good, and the, knowing the way that they run that organization, it won't be the best offer that they can get. I don't. know. I think me and Luke are on a different page. I, I just I, I I just completely think you're under underestimating what Shohei Otani brings. Even if it's no, a I know that you Soto. should. I literally have sat here okay. and said that he I would but, give up anything for him. I just don't think the Cubs will actually have to give up Nico Horner for him. Yeah. Boy, I, let me put it this way: if they if it goes into season, if it goes into the season, the Cubs will not have to give up Nico Horner for Shohei Otani. If, if they, if if they don't, the then, I, then I would do that deal our own, our own former core players are a perfect example because everyone was so mad about the guys that they got back. And I know Shohei Otani is light years better than those guys. But I just I, – I don't see even the best teams giving up one of their best players for Shohei Otani in the middle of the year if they're in a playoff race. It has to get done in the winter if they actually want to get a really, really good haul – like Juan Soto type hall, I guess. But I, again, with one year left compared to the two and a half years that that Juan Soto had, is significantly different in my eyes. That's mainly the point that I'm making. Like I don't, I just don't think you have to move five dudes for a guy with yeah. one year left. So yeah, would like, you guys? The chat is asking, would you guys, uh, <clears throat> if the Cubs had, you know, would you? Would you want them to make that offer or wait to try and sign him i think i think they would definitely be in play to sign him you know i i think no whoever question. trades for him will sign him to a deal ahead of time yeah and that's, that's the my guess that, nobody's that's gonna give a massive deal for a, a short rental of yes. him i don't i don't and, think 
and that's that's, that's what I'm thing. saying. That's what I yeah. said. No, but, it's not. That, but that's that isn't what you some said. Team will give them yeah, the it is what you said, though. No, Ryan. you said no. You said they won't. Though they won't have to get the package. If, if a team has a contract extension locked down, the Angels, the, the, the Angels will ask for their. If, if a team, yes. If a team has knows that Shohei Otani is going to ask or is going to sign a contract extension with them, they will it's give up more. They will give up sure. more. You can never be sure that he's going to say, but you that's know, the I don't whole know. point. That's what we talked about. Soto. I, 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 you I need to have a contract agree. extension. Yes. Agreed but to. You don't make a trade, agree. especially but at Soto, a trade deadline for a rental for a, sorry, Joey, you don't make a trade for, you don't make a trade at the deadline for a guy who's going to command that big of a contract extension or, or that big of a haul of, of prospects or players or whoever you, if you don't have a contract extension in agreement, like you have to have that before you do that. Well, Juan Soto still hasn't been extended yet. He so. has two more years. <laughs> well, you expect there years. to be a contract extension the moment this guy's moved? <clears throat> that would be the – If it's at the deadline, if it's, July, if it's on August 3rd next year? If that's if the trade you're making is for the biggest prospect haul you give up, yes, there has to be. I would hope so too. Yeah. I just don't think I think I, think I just don't think a team is going to do that with when they can simply just sign them and keep their prospects. What if they want? What if they wanted Nico straight up for uh, Mike Trout? Would you do it? <laughs> Absolutely, okay. just I, I, sure. I agree with what you guys are saying, but I think Cody, what he said, makes sense in this. In the uh, if he, I think he's got to be traded in the winter if you want a chance to re-sign him. I think if it goes all the way into the trade deadline, you don't have a great chance. I mean, you have a better chance, I think, than anyone else at re-signing him when he hits the open market, but he's going to hit the open market if he goes up until the trade deadline. Then it kind of goes both ways, whereas like teams, in that sense, the Angels wouldn't want to wait to the trade deadline to trade him, but then teams wouldn't want to wait until the trade line. And to that's get why him. I said, how long are the Angels going to wait before the season? But then again, how, they- how long are other teams going to wait until the season? That, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a balance in that sense. Well, again, if the Angels are like – getting offers from half the league and I don't know, they just can't decide and they end up going into the season and nothing's oh happened. No, then you, that's... then, 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 then the value, not the value of Otani, but the value of the trade goes down because you get a half year. And like Joey said, he yeah. basically what I, my point is like, if, if Shoei Otani actually signs a contract extension with, Two months before free agency, being who he is, I will be shocked. So that's the that's yeah. why I said they have to make they have to, if there were anyone to trade for me, it has to be in the winter, has to be in the winter, and the clock is ticking. The moment the regular or the postseason ends, the clock is ticking on the front office of the Angels, and all in my opinion, all of the leverage is on all the teams. Outside of the Angels, because everyone knows now yeah. that the Angels want to move this guy. But everybody everyone still knows. wants him. Yeah, but you, I, but you only I understand have to wait one have... year for him. You only have to wait one year for him, though. And but yeah, and then there's going to be that one team that pays for him. Demand. There's going to be that one team that pays for him, and then the teams that don't right. pay for him are going to be. Y'all like, laughed when I said that Nico is Tim Anderson like. So I think I think when we get to to March yeah. and April, I, I think and, and Shohei Otani is still on the Angels, and when we get to the trade deadline and the trade that if it even happens, we'll see. I'm not even I'm not saying, saying he's going to be traded. I said it wasn't even a report. He just. I know. Said, <laughs> I'm just surprised. saying that if he does get traded. It won't be a Juan Soto type haul like you guys are alluding to. That's all yeah. I've been saying this entire time, and that's why I said that. Yeah. 
perhaps you wouldn't have to move a Nico because I think the Cubs have the farm system depth that they could move a guy like Brennan Davis and Kevin Alcantara or someone like that and throw in a few more uh, prospects with that, and you can still keep Nico Horner. I don't think you need to move your best major league player for Otani when he has one year left. That's that's all I've really been trying to say is that I don't think you have to move him. I wouldn't mind like I like Justin Steele. I think he's been great, but like I wouldn't mind if it was Justin Steele. If there, I I would move Nico for Otani. I just don't think the Cubs absolutely have to. I think the Cubs have the depth in the farm to be able to trade for Otani. Cody, what if it was Steele, PCA? Brandon Davis and hers. Yeah, I would do it. That's yeah. one major leaguer and three prospects. That's right. And you still have PCA and yeah. Nico Horner. I, if, would I mean, it. hey, if that's a deal that the Angels take, do it. Right. That's I'm not I sure that too. the Cubs will have that's the best offer. Too. And even if the Cubs threw in Nico Horner, I don't know if it would even be the best offer. I'm just saying that. With one year left of Otani, when you can just go and buy him yourself, the clock will be ticking on the Angels. Will they? Will they get the right deal? I don't it know. It. I mean, and then yeah, I, I get that. I get what you're saying. And then Kurt said the kind of well, Kurt said something not the same, but had a point that I wanted to address, kind of in the same sense. What if Otani is just dead set on free agency and won't sign an extension? Then you don't trade for him. Well, yeah, hundred percent. No, hundred percent. Like that's that. I think that maybe that's what we all agree on. Is like. Unless he's signing an extension the second that you trade for him and you got it inked to, ink to paper right away, right. then you're not trading for him. And maybe yeah. some team will. Maybe some team that wants to win next year does it. But I, 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 I don't think. I guess that in that in that sense, Cody, the package may not be as yeah. as juicy. If you're if you're if you're so solely trading if he's for not a one year rental, knowing yeah. that he's not going to sign a, an extension, then that's when the hall. Gets you know that that devalues the hall a little bit. That that I'll agree with you on, but that's the whole point. All right, we're you, meeting you need, halfway here. Yeah, that's All the whole right. point. Is that you need you need to have that contract extension agreed to if you're going to give up players like yeah. Nico or Justin. I Steele just think that, that there's more pressure on the Angels in the winter to be able to actually get that that trade done to get the highest value. It was like what we everyone said about Juan Soto. If they didn't move him before the deadline, then their the value of his of the mm. trade was only going to go lower. So. I'm just, I don't know. that's basically how I'm looking at it. So if the Cubs are going to trade for Otani, go ahead. I'm willing to give up anyone for it. But I also know that perhaps maybe the Angels would just be too stupid to trade him. So, would you give up yeah. a sod? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, that's the most. That's the most uh, heated we've gotten on this podcast. Yeah. If you guys enjoy CHGO, and why wouldn't you? One way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app. Use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only do you get those two risk-free bets for 2000 bucks, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content by Ryan, and you even get a free T-shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out in case you missed it. Online sign-up available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now. Register your account. Start to finish all from your phone. You're signing up with the fastest sports book. It's easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Did you guys see the video of um, 
Marcus Stroman, who's making his return to Toronto, he will pitch game two of this series. And he basically, like Cody has, Cody, you've been doing this new app, and you're going to have to tell me all about the app. It's just you play some video, viral video, yeah. and then Cody's face pops up in the video and comments <laughs> during the video. <laughs> it's a breakdown. He's really on a tear with these things. Yeah. They're, they're really out there. Anyways, the, the kid is my he's like he's like lost his mind. He was like crying to meet yeah. Marcus Stroman at the game today in Toronto. Yeah, I I saw, and that's like one of those things. It's like that's what like that that's the kind of thing that gets kids into baseball. And we talk about how you're gonna you, you got to get them to connect to someone. And you know, Stroman is is definitely an opinionated character. You know, opinionated person, and he he's he's the he's like the most on social media guy in the majors that I can think of. Um, so he's very obviously out in the public and public eye, I would say maybe not physically, but just like social media, all that kind of stuff. Um, but he's, you know, talking to him, like he's genuinely a good guy. Um, and just stuff like this, Joey's showing it, um, you know, this kid, puts the red Stroman Jersey on, um, you know, Stroman doing this. I mean, that's, that just kind of shows, I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of players do that. Like Patrick wisdom did that over the weekend. Someone had the happy birthday sign for him and gave him a gift. Um, and he took a picture with them. Uh, but it's, I mean, Stroman's a genuinely good guy. This kid, obviously, like, yeah, like Luke said, he's crying. Like, he's this is this kid's like over, overcome with emotion at meeting Stroman. And you see the smile on Stroman's face. He's out. I mean, it's a good moment. I, I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was, I thought it was a really cool thing. Um, Stroman pitches tomorrow. So that'll be, you know, you hope Toronto gives him a pretty warm welcome. He did. Stroman they did already get one, right? And Joey just showed it, yeah. right, uh, the video on YouTube, which, by yeah. the way, make sure you subscribe to the whole YouTube thing because we're trying to get over, what, 20K? Is that what it is now? We're getting, to, we're getting close to 20. Yeah. Let's go. Tell your friends, if you're in the chat, tell your friends about person. CHO Sports. Tell them about CHO Cubs, where Cody will yell at Ryan about things he doesn't agree with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cody, Cody will raise his voice at, at Ryan and Luke. And Luke will, at Ryan and Luke will just hang out. Uh, while Cody and Ryan, well, while Cody yells at Ryan and Ryan talks to Cody like a normal person, <laughs> that's basically what happened the last twenty minutes. Um, I appreciate everyone for still enjoying my presence here. Hey, uh, did you yeah. also that? Did, what did you guys think of the Blue Jays wearing the all red? And I assume that's their like City Connect uniform. I don't know, actually. Is it? I think it's just an alternate. It's just I think they've worn them before. I think, I think they wear it red because. It, Canada, the Canada. Well, yeah, 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 for sure. And it's the Maple Leaf. It's like it's like their Olympic hockey jersey. You know, it's it's the the red Maple Leaf or the white Maple Leaf, and the red logo. I think the cap is actually sick. I'm not sure I'd need the whole full red uniform, but the cap itself is one of the best. the The problem is that the Blue Jays have one of the best uniforms in baseball, anyway. So to try and top it. I think if they went with their regular uniform, maybe and the all red hat, I don't know. It's it's pretty cool. I think it's cool. It's it's better than the Cub City Connect one. I'll, I'll give it that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I I, I uh, no Cody. No, you're not. I don't. Right? I don't agree on the better than the Cub City Connect hat. Connect oh, yeah. hat. I think the Cub City Connect hat is the best part of the City Connect uni. And I well, wear this hat. It, but I wear it every single day of like <laughs> for like the, since the moment I got it. Um I'm not a fan of the unis though. Uh and I do like that hat, but I, I just don't I don't think it's better than the Cub City Connect. I also am a big fan of just the Blue Jays regular unis. They're great. Uh I think they're underrated. No one really yeah. talks about them enough. So that maybe that's why I don't like the red. 
it's too much red for me. I, I maybe with some pinstripes or something would be better. I, it's like all red. It's gonna be a no for me, dog. Looks like it makes you think Cardinals. That too. Cardinal vibe. <laughs> yeah. I don't Cardinal mind the vibe. red. I don't yeah. mind the red. It's it's a. I mean, I, I, as an alternate, maybe not every day kind of jersey, but because they got the, the great. I like like you, Cody said that I think the uniforms are underrated. Those blue Blue Jays uniforms are pretty cool. Um, but just as an alternate kind of thing, like I don't, I don't mind it. I think they're I think they're fine. I, someone I saw someone uh, tweeted out um, when the when the Jordan Romano when the Blue Jays wear the red uniforms and it's just a picture of Mario from like Super Mario. Uh, there you go. I, like I, I saw Joey. Who jumped? Is that Joey or who? Who is this? Is this Corey from remote somewhere saying Grandpa Stucky says the hat is sick? I'm sorry, it slaps. Is, is that <laughs> is that cool? If I say it slaps, yeah, it slaps. Did you hear that? Did you get that from me or is did you, did you just come up with that? Yeah, I yeah, I've never sometimes. heard it slaps until I heard you say he, it. He went on. Right. He went on Urban Dictionary and looked up slang terms. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I never next, heard it slaps till Cody started paying his shoes. Next, slapped. I next I need to hear Luke say that something bangs. <laughs> Pound like button, hammer the like button. Oh uh, gosh, this is this is what we come to. <laughs> what we got here are Otani vibes. Yeah, um, we good. I, yeah, go ahead, Cody. Finish your thought. Um, I guess last thought on just this game. And just everything we've been talking about. Uh, again, someone like questioned, like if I was uh, if I was serious about not being worried about the bullpen. No, I'm not worried about the bullpen going into next year. I think it will be very good, just like it was this year before the deadline. Okay. And you know, the Cubs will go sign some some guys because they've developed that reputation of getting good bullpen or fixing bullpen arms, and also just like. They bring in like solid dudes who aren't going to ever cost you too much. And that's fine for your bullpen. You don't want to spend too much money on your bullpen. So I think the bullpen will be fine. Yeah. And Otani, I trade anyone for him. I just don't think the Cubs will have to include Nico. I that's that's the final point. Is like I okay. I th- I think they can yeah. trade for Otani for with without including Nico. And I would love for them to be able to do that. Yeah. And I that think said, has- I would trade anyone for Otani. I think I think I think me and Luke disagree on the, the the Nico not needing to be in that package. But I hope he's right. Yeah, I was, I, again, I hope no, he's right. I, I think the chat kind of came to the conclusion that we wanted to trade Nico. No, like, and that's not the case. We don't. We are not asking the Cubs to trade Nico Horner. I I think Nico Horner could be a really, really, really good piece for this future next great Cubs team. It's just if 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 the Angels come asking for him, which they should. You can't say no, no deal. Sorry, no deal. Like it's again. I think we can agree on that. It's like Nico can't. Nico's not untouchable when it comes no, back down. What if, no one is. No one is. No, no one if, they said stra- if they said straight up Nico for Otani, who would not do that deal? Thumbs up for me. You would have to do it. That'd be to. like the equivalent of Cardinal fans saying they wouldn't trade Yachty for Trout for like the last Correct. decade. Correct. <laughs> oh, then Nico's gonna be way better than Yachty. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Also, I've just been getting murdered on the internet about my rant the other day. The, the I've been getting one? the Molina one. Yeah, I've been getting uh, murdered on TikTok. Over two hundred, over two hundred comments on TikTok. Nice. That's just a vibe. That's angry a vibe. Cardinal fans. It actually kind of soothes my soul just a little bit. 
Like yeah. it soothes it, but also like from my own mental health, I've, I, I haven't read any of them. Just knowing that I triggered them is what soothes my soul because like, it's really not that serious. And they also didn't really get the point. Cause the whole point was, I was mad that they were honoring Yachty Molina before welcoming Sammy Sosa back into the landmark. So. Right. Fair enough. It is what it is. Cubs lose five to four in eleven innings after leading four nothing, and uh, we will be back here after game two hopefully, in studio. Hopefully in studio if the air conditioning is working. We will be there tomorrow. Hope you'll join us there as well. Uh, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs post game show podcast presented by PointsBet. Hey, that game was blown, and we may talk about Otani tomorrow. But join us anyways. We'll see you then. Fly the W. <laughs>